Psalm 56, to the choir master, according to the dove on far-off terebinth, a miktam of David, when the Philistines seized him in Gath. Be gracious to me, O God, for man tramples on me. All day long an attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many attack me proudly. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife, they lurk, they watch my steps, as they have waited for my life. For their crime, will they escape? In wrath, cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? I must perform my vows to you, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death, yes, my feet from falling that I may walk before God in the light of life. Psalm 57 To the choir master According to Do Not Destroy A miktam of David When he fled from Saul in the cave Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me For in you my soul takes refuge In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge Till the storms of destruction pass by I cry out to God Most High the God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. Selah. God will send out his steadfast love and his faithfulness. My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts. The children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way. But they have fallen into it themselves. Selah. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. End of reading. So we've got two psalms in succession here from David. And they're both in uh, really intense situations of persecution, of distress. 56 is, it says here, when the Philistines seized David. In Gath. And 57 says, when David fled from Saul in the cave. Um, so those are recorded, you know, in First uh, and Second Samuel, and or just the book of Samuel. Um, but what stood out to me in the first one that we read, which is 56, is how, you know, I was thinking of this phrase, in God whose word I praise, because he repeats it uh, twice. 
uh, in verse 4, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust. In verse 10, in God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, in God I trust. Uh, I just, you know, I've, I remember hearing that phrase growing up, in, you know, a children's song. And uh, now that I think about it, it is kind of like a weird phrase. It's like, why am I praising why am I praising his word? Like, what does that mean? Um, and now that I'm reading the context of this, I think it's about how he's saying he trusts in the authority of God. That once God says, okay, this suffering is over, then it is. Once God says, okay, your enemies are defeated, then it happens. Um, and I also think it's David you know, in this situation of distress, reminding himself, like, God's God's word, God's will for my life is what I'm choosing to trust in this moment. And like, he's, he's uh, making sure, you know, he's preaching to himself, I will trust in God in this moment. I will trust his word. I will, I will praise his word, um, praise his authority, his his wisdom, his instruction for my life, his directions for my life, even though I'm in situations I don't, I don't like and I don't want to be in. So I, I, you know, admire that about David, that in this situation where the Philistines seized him, he's, you know, he's under, he's under the authority and at the mercy of the Philistines, but he's not saying, okay, I, you know, I, uh, I'm taken by their word, by their authority, and and they're the ones in control. No, he reminds himself that it's God who has the authority, and it's God's word he will submit to and obey and praise even. The other thing that I liked about this psalm was the last part, uh, verse 12. I must perform my vows to you, O God, must. I must perform my vows to you, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death, yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. So when David says, that I may, he's, he's reflecting on and, and is, uh, he's explicitly saying, this is why God did it. This is why God delivered my soul from death. Verse 13, I'll read it again at the end there. Uh, you've delivered my soul from death, death, yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. That's why God saves us, that we may walk before him in the light of life. So David is maintaining that perspective. It's not about, it's not about like a petty, petty victories over the people we don't like in life. God saves us, God saves our souls from death, from our own sin that we may walk before him in the light of life. That's what, that's what the redemption and the salvation is for, that we may walk before him in the light of life. Next psalm, uh, similar. It starts with a similar uh, opening line. 56 starts with, be gracious to me, O God. 57 starts with, be merciful to me, O God. Um, so I think, you know, it's cool that these go hand in hand in our in our reading right now. And this situation is, it says, when he fled from Saul in the cave. 
Um, really interesting situation. Uh, it's not relatable because it's way more intense than anything I've ever been through. <laughs> um, but it's rela- relatable in the sense of just like the intensity is so high. You know, you can you c- you can find yourself in there and uh, you can go from a greater to the lesser type of thing. Uh, but this is how David describes it. He says in verse four, my soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts, the children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. So, you know, that's description of the situation, fleeing from Saul. Verse six, he also says, they set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. So that's kind of a, um, that kind of reminds me of Proverbs, how, you know, it talks about how like the fool is basically just destroyed by his own foolishness. Uh, it says, they have dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it. It's kind of funny. Um, and so that, you know, the situation that David's in, his soul is in the midst of lions, but he resolves to do this. He says, my heart is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. Uh, so he's saying, I'm not, I'm not abandoning what my heart desires, which is to honor God, to obey him, that he will be glorified. My heart will continue. My heart is steadfast. That is such a cool phrase. My heart is steadfast, oh God. My heart is steadfast. And again, it's, it's so emphatic. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. It's kind of interesting. He's talking to the instruments as almost like they're, <laughs> they have like, uh, like personal agency. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. Um, so again, th- we've said this in a previous episode. There's, there really is s- special spiritual power in music. I will sing and make melody. Awake my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among, among the nations. Um, so David recognizes this and, uh, you know, someone might say this isn't a time for singing. This isn't a time for poetry. This isn't a time for being all, you know, uh, you know, in the literal sense of the word, all like romantic and, and, uh, you know, emotional and artsy. (laughs) Uh, but David's, David's perspective is this singing and making, making melody and singing praises. First of all, is about seven, verse seven, keeping his heart steadfast. So that's one reason why he's doing this. Uh, verse eight, awake my glory. So again, it's a matter of bringing bringing out of him uh, the you know this this spiritual passion that he has of his steadfast heart. The other thing is that it has an evangelistic purpose. Or it has, a, it has a teaching, an edifying purpose to those around you. Verse 9, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. And again, peoples. You know, it says it here, I will sing praises to you among the nations. Plural. Not just, not just the, you know, the people who are already believers. But this is a testimony that will go out to all people that they should believe, too. And uh, in verse 10, he also says he's going to sing and make melody because... Well, he says, for, for your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. 
I mean, simply put, he's going to sing and make melody because God deserves it. For his steadfast love is great to the heavens and his faithfulness to the clouds. So that's his perspective. Verse 11, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. So the psalm starts, we, I did kind of skip over it, to be honest. Um, but the psalm does start with him saying, uh, he's talking about his personal situation. Verse 1, in the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. Um, so he's not saying, okay, you know, why are there even storms of destruction in the first place? Uh, no, David is accepting, this is the situation I'm in, and I will take refuge in God, and I will take refuge until these storms of destruction pass by. Uh, verse 2, I cry out to God most high, to, go, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Wow. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. So, man, that perspective, that perspective, it's just right there at the forefront of his mind. And this is what it means to have a steadfast heart, to remind yourself of these things. Um, and so, yeah, he's crying out to God most high in this crazy situation where he's a fugitive, even though he's the, the heir apparent to the throne of Israel. And he says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. God will send out his steadfast love and his faithfulness. So David is trusting uh, there, will be, there will be victory. God will have his victory in my situation. He will fulfill his purpose for me. And so then after that, he resolves that he will sing and make melody. He will declare this to the nations. And that, verse 11, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Um, so I really like both of these psalms together because they're both in really horrible situations for David. Um, but you can see, you know, what he chooses, what he chooses to say and what he chooses to not say uh, is a great example for us. And uh, this is the kind of heart of devotion and, and a steadfast heart that we should have as well. So grow with the growth that's from God.